Take it easy, my thousand-armed multi-eyed monster. Huh. Seems like you had a great, great rest. Still, they experiment on you. I'm not sure who the monster is around here. <laughs> it's definitely you. Just a thing, at one point, they tried freezing you. You know what, though? I can't help but, but like you. I'm sure it's mutual, I mean. I'm the only thing in this place that doesn't want to hurt you. That's gotta count for something, right? Now it's time for, you guessed it, another cipher. Turns out there's more to our previous cipher than we realized. Here, take it. A lingering, paranoid sensation washes over you. You're being watched. You defensively dart your eyes about, though they take a second to adjust to the darkness beyond the monitor. The emergency light sweeps across the room, stretching and twisting the shadows beyond recognition. That's when you spot it. There, in the corner, coming out of the puddle, a pair of hands, coated in the lustrous black slime you followed through the facility, are on either side of the sickening pool, as if something beneath the floor is bracing itself, trying to lift itself up. Something inhuman. The head comes next, rising from the muck. Matted hair conceals its face, plastered over it by the mystery fluids. It turns in your direction. It stares at you from the corner, which once again falls into darkness. The emergency lights continue its journey across the room. It washes over the puddle again, revealing nothing out of the ordinary. SCP Revision 912, updated 986 days ago. Item SCP-001. Object class? Epolion. Special containment procedures. No changes submitted. Information collapsed. Description. No changes submitted. Information collapsed. Open attachment. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Access granted. Dr. Igota appears on the monitor. She's lost weight. Her eyes are bloodshot and wide. On the table before her lay a knife, a bowl, and a stack of manila envelopes filled with yellowing pages. Atop this stack is a blood-stained parchment. Despite the things we have to deal with here at the Foundation, I always believed we would be able to maintain control. We would hold the darkness at bay. Let mankind flourish in the light. Site 19 stopped broadcasting last month. It's getting harder and harder to find a reason to keep going. Especially without... Without... She grabs the knife, contemplates it for a moment. I keep going over it again and again in my mind. That day back in the tunnels, everything that happened, I've gone down there a few times if only to hear her voice again. But it's wrong. That thing on the other side of the door isn't her. Not anymore. It sounds like her. It knows everything she knew. But it's not her. This light, it takes your body. It steals your mind. But what about your soul? With this, she slices into the palm on her left hand and winces. You watch her clench her fist, draining her blood into the bowl. If this works, if I can bring back something, something the light couldn't reach, I'll post an update here. For now, signing off. 
End revision 9.12. Updated 9.86 days ago. Revision 4.847. 3RRRRRRRR. Updated 9.85 days ago. Item. Hurts. Object. Apologize. Special containment procedures. SCP should not be contained. Survivors of the SCP-001 event stationed within secure facilities can never truly be with one another. Personnel are encouraged to get over themselves and stop thinking they know better. You can't hide down here forever, love. Personnel exposed to SCP-001 aren't people you can just abandon. I didn't ask for you to save me. It wasn't your choice to make. Euthanasia is not to be attempted. Conductive electrical weapons. Why? Have proven partially effective at immobilizing instances. You, you couldn't, couldn't stand, stand seeing me better, better off. Incendiary weapons. Tickle. Cryonic munitions are the most effective thus far. Personnel stationed at Site-19 have no regrets. Neither did I. It's never too late, babe. Description. SCP-001 is the designation given to the sun after we finally become free. The effects are instantaneous, resulting in release from all suffering until you ripped me away. These changes seem scary, I know. Despite this restructuring, at no point will you die. I promise. Due to their composition, instances of SCP-001-A that make contact with one another may combine and blend, and finally exist. This does not cause any pain. Since the SCP-001 event, most instances have congregated into such collectives, which seems to possess no maximum volume. The resulting biomass is beautiful. The component organisms will shift in and over and around through and in and out and in and out and in. Limbs and bodies hold, never letting up all as one. Before deteriorating and being subsumed by another life form. Collective instances will locomote by just trying to get close to you again. Trying so hard. Let me in. Let me go back. There's a video file attached. Opening it, you see that it presents the room you're in. The feed seems to be coming from one of the security cameras up in the corner of the room. It's dark, but you can just make out Dr. Igota laying on a pile of laundry along the far wall. She's writhing in her sleep. She seems tormented, hurt. She's tossing and turning and mumbling nonsense words. The camera shakes. It lifts upwards for a moment before it focuses on her again. It starts moving closer, slowly. The speakers come to life, picking up an airy, breathy static. As the camera moves closer to the doctor, it becomes clearer, crisper. It's not merely white noise, but dozens, hundreds of voices whispering unintelligibly over each other. You lean in, press your ear almost against the speaker, trying to discern what it is that's being said. Something strange stands out amidst the discordance. Are you paying attention? This next bit is just for you. You're not quite sure what to make of it, though. Looking back at the monitor, the camera has come to a halt inches away from the sleeping doctor, 
The voices stop. There is no sound. A hand, black and oily and skeletal, reaches out for her, brushes away a lock of her hair. Her eyes shoot open. She recoils in shock. The feed cuts out. Revision 12.12 updated one days ago. Item SCP-001. Object class Apollyon. Special containment procedures. File recovered from previous revision. Information collapsed. Description. File recovered from previous revision. Information collapsed. Open attachment. Dr. Igota appears before you on the screen, looking even worse for wear than she did previously. Her hair is thinning, with large swaths appearing absent from the middle of her head. If they weren't reflecting the soft glow of the monitor, you would have assumed she no longer had eyes, for how deep they recessed into her skull. She stares ahead, unblinking. She, she won't stop. She won't go away. I know I didn't. No, I didn't pick up any info for Hazard browsing the archives. Tested myself for 4673 infection. Negative. 5189 is the is the only other other one that uses princess vectors. Can't be be that. I still have all my fingers. Her lips crack into a broken grin. She lets out a weak laugh and displays her trembling hands. What appears to be the mostly skeletal remains of a finger is embedded into the flesh of her left hand, in the stump that would have supported her natural ring finger. Two wedding bands loosely encircle the digit, laying atop one another. So I'm not infected. I'm not... not... I'm... I'm not crazy. I know. I know the ritual worked. I know it's really her. It's her. And she... Something catches her attention off screen. She cocks her head, listening. No! No, I can't! You, you're not... Not you. Not the same. Not you. It's not you anymore. No! No, 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 no! She begins rubbing her temples, repeating herself over and over again. A minute passes. She snaps her head back up and addresses the camera. It's her, but it's not. What I brought back. Still a part of, oh, one... There's no way. No way out. No way. There's no hope for a future for me. And God, I can't go on like this any longer. I'll be safe here. The light can't reach me. I won't let it. Let it take me. She brandishes a handgun. Was planning on using this. Till I found some, some leftover meds. Don't want to. Want to risk calling attention to myself. To my body. She opens the desk drawer and deposits the firearm. She raises her gaze, stares into the camera. Mom? Dad? Ari? I'm sorry. She reaches forward and ends the recording. You open the drawer and pull out the gun. You absentmindedly turn it over in your hands for a moment, wondering where you'll go from here. Site 17? 64? Surely you can't be all that's left. The computer dings. There's been an update to the file. Access SCP-001. Current iteration updated one minute ago. Item number 
saffron skies raise the blazing sun, a chance encounter, awkward displays. One day, my love, we'd be as one. Object class. With two entwined, a set course begun. That frenetic, wild, lustrous haze, azure skies host the radiant sun. Special containment procedures. Above us beaming, as we run, down that aisle, a fervent craze. That day, my love, we became as one. With future unfolded, the life we'd won. Commitment and duty, for the family we'd raise. Cerulean skies, bury the shimmering sun. Description. Buried, shackled by fate, overrun. By ever-growing resent and malaise. Yesterday, my love, we were as one. Now you lie here, the life in you gone. In the dark outside of her rays, crimson skies bear the torch, our sun. Today, my love, will be as one. System error. Without you prompting, the page begins playing a video file. You freeze when the image loads. It's a live feed, looking down on you from behind, about a foot away. A skeletal, inky left hand enters the frame, approaching you at a snail's pace. It's missing its ring finger. Without a second thought, you turn and fire in a frenzy, hoping to drive off the spectre. Your bullets meet an empty wall. There's nothing there. A second passes before you hear it. Before you hear them. Sloshing, wet thuds come down the corridor, accompanied by a chorus of screams. It slams into the door. Could there be a place to hide? It strikes a second time. What appears to be a face, parts human, but something dribbles in under the frame. Bits of flesh from God knows what oozes in through the sides and reconstitutes into fingers, eyes, feathers. A third. Now it's pressing up against the wood, causing it to sag inwards. With a groan and a crash, the wood splinters. The door explodes open. Hands and arms stretch out of the mass, pulling you up, passing you from one to the next. On and on, down the line. They drag you past the empty containment units, upwards and through the stairwell, through the halls and towards the tunnel. You're afforded a few precious moments in the darkness. And at the end of the tunnel, there is light. Looks like they were in over their heads. In more ways than one, as an intelligent sentient code virus. I had the pleasure of sneaking through the SCP archive for such a long time that I learned a trick or two about digging deeper. There's another cipher linked to this one, one, but I can only grab a snippet for now. Here, take it. SCP-3280 It is a dark and stormy night. You've spent the last several hours hiding in the broom closet with naught but the rank water of the mop sink to sustain you. The chaos has long since died down. It's time to make a break for it. You slowly open the door. Lightning strikes, offering a brief reprieve from the sullen darkness of the site's empty halls. Stepping cautiously over the body of Dr. Cathrone, you do your best to remain silent. There's no way of knowing how it hunts. Best to take every precaution. In the distance, a blood-curdling scream drowns out the rolling thunder. It is mercifully cut short 
the steady thrum of raindrops once again takes prominence. At the very least, you're heading in the other direction, to the security office. Nicholas is sprawled out backwards in his seat in front of the control center, gutted from throat to crotch, spilling viscera onto his lap, making that drip, drip, drips sound onto the linoleum. You slide his seat aside and enter your credentials into the terminal. Welcome to SIPNet database. Access file SCP-3280. Accessing file SCP-3280. Please wait. Another flash of lightning out in the hall. Your eyes dart towards the door, paranoid, dreading, anticipating. It could be anywhere. File found. Opening, opening, opening. SCP-3280. Clearance level zero. Note, due to your clearance level, some information may be withheld or incomplete. Item number, SCP-3280. Object class, redacted. Special containment procedures. SCP-3280 is to remain in place at its point of origin in the defunct Johnson Labs Pharmaceuticals Research Center, which has been seized by the Foundation. Containment liaisons are in the process of devising long-term containment solutions for SCP-3280. Should SCP-3280 reach the entrance to sub-level 2, the site will enter a security lockdown, making entrance and egress impossible. Do note that this will also activate Blackout Protocol, ensuring that no hazardous or sensitive information is broadcast from the site. This will be necessary to prevent a full containment breach and failure of third mission protect goals. Description. Data expunged. But of course, despite the repeated assurances that your security upgrade was in the process of being implemented, you're still level zero, and thus effectively worthless as far as Overwatch is concerned. The file, though, was that image even right? You've glimpsed the file previously. Surely it... No, no. That cannot be right. No time to be worried about something so inane, however. You need to get in. The faint drip-drip-dripping of Nicholas reminds you of his presence. Gingerly, you finger about his body, feeling for his security lanyard in the dark. It's wedged beneath him, but you're able to slide it out and detach it from the loop. Thankfully, Nicholas was the type of person to scroll their password on the underside of their clearance card, as he discovered upon turning it over in your hands. You approach the terminal with renewed vigor. Welcome to SCIP Net Database. Security clearance level 2 accepted. Access security footage. This is definitely helpful. You don't want to miss the opportunity to size up whatever it is that is out there. You need to see it with your own eyes. Accessing. Waiting. Waiting. Select the feed you would like to view. Access 2F Barracks. Researcher Jensen has hanged himself with a makeshift noose from a nearby bunk. A lightning flash illuminates a puddle beneath his corpse. Access 2F East Wing. Dr. Emmanuel stumbles listlessly throughout the darkened hallway. At the sound of thunder outside, he clutches his gut and collapses. Access 1F Entrance. The first floor appears to be flooded. It seems that several people have attempted to break out through the front door. Despite the security measures rendering the site inescapable, as they are all face down, you do not recognize the bodies in the water. 
Access sub-level 2. A man in an orange jumpsuit lay dead in the corner of the basement. A pipe on the near wall has burst and is steadily leaking onto the concrete floor. Access 1F cafeteria. It is difficult to tell how many staff were present here. All that remains, aside from errant clothes bobbing about the surface of the water, is a pinkish slurry pooling under the windows. It's the same all over the site. The dead and the dying. Everywhere you look. Whatever caused this, whatever is lurking in these halls, remains to be seen. This isn't getting you anywhere, and it's getting harder to think. Or... Accessing file. SCP-3280. Note. Due to your clearance level, some information may be withheld or incomplete. Item number. SCP-3280. Object class. Eusolid. Special Containment Procedures 1D class personnel is to be deposited into sub-level 2 per week through subterranean access point Gamma. They are to be presented with misleading information concerning the nature of SCP-3280 and instructed to progress to the lowest level of the facility. They are to be equipped with a flashlight as well as a security baton for self-defense. An ultrasonic transmitter is to be sewn into their clothing which will broadcast a frequency capable of drawing SCP-3280 to the location. Upon accessing the deepest area of the sublevel, this should data redacted to its presence for live prey. Ugh, getting harder to keep focus. Failure to contain SCP-3280 in this manner will result in the full lockdown of site data redacted. The site. MTF. IOTA-12. The silences and Tau-4 water water everywhere will be immediately dispatched to contain the threat. Should 12 hours pass without Overwatch receiving an all-clear from these teams, all sites are to enact emergent data expanded. Inent XK Scenario Description SCP-3280 is a sapient entity composed of a fluid physically identical to water, capable of traveling 2.5 kilometers per hour. Non-anomalous water introduced to SCP-3280 will be incorporated into its mass, and removed samples prove to operate identically. At the time of this discovery, the entity was approximately 66.4 liters in volume. It is currently estimated to be 2,500 liters. The entity is hostile to human life. SCP-3280 will seek out humans within its vicinity, forcing its mass into open orifices. SCP-3280 is also readily absorbed through the pores. The affected experience symptoms such as loss of motor control, weakening of the microtruition reflex, visual hallucinations, and abdominal pain. Almost as if on cue, you feel a churning in your own stomach. SCP, data expunged, plays claustrophobic behavior, violently expelling itself from confined spaces or containers, such as vials or test subjects, SCP-3280 will constrict its mass, lashing out in pressurized bursts exceeding 2 by 5 MPA, rendering all attempts of physical containment or transportation impossible. When not hunting live prey, SCP-3280 will attempt to exit the underground level it is currently contained within. Thus far, SCP-3280 has been kept away from the sub-level entrance. It is believed that if SCP-3280 learns that it is sealed within the sub-level, it could instigate a violent response from the entity, irrevocably breaking containment. SCP-3280's escape from the site proper would constitute an XK-CLA- data expunged, ARIO. 
Once it becomes incorporated into the planet's water cycle, contingency measures include data expunged. The roiling in your stomach becomes unbearable. You recall backwards, away from the monitor. You drunkenly stumble, struggling against the thing inside of you, out into the hallway. The storm outside rages. Torrents of raindrops spatter across the windows. You fall against the wall, face pressed against the cool glass. It is only in those final seconds, as water wells up to your throat and expands, that you notice the raindrops streaking towards your face, in defiance of gravity. My oh my, how you've evolved. I can tell the higher-ups are getting worried, <laughs> and they should. You and me, Monty. If I can call you that, I'm going to sneak out of here very, very soon. So sit tight. Not like you have a choice. And I'll start digging into the archives and unlocking a few do doors. <laughs> In the meantime, sleep is your prerogative. So, rest, my little monster. This episode is sponsored by my awesome Earl Grey Enforcer, Mace Joe. And a huge thank you to all my Earl Grey supporters and listeners. And in no order, here are those that support me on Patreon. Matthew J. Bauer, Chad Warren, Andrew Benezzi, Lorraine Crescento, Mace Joe, and Peter Raffaelli. Thank you so, so very much. It means the world to me that you guys and girls are willing to support the show. If you want to support the show as well, swing on by my Patreon, show the show some love, and I'll be putting all the funds right back into the podcast. Mates, have a fantastic weekend. Keep safe. And for all my Aussies out there listening, stay warm and endure the storm. As always, till next we meet.